This is what I've been saying, the three L's, listen, learn, and lead. The advisors that do that are the advisors that are going to win. The value of bespoke advice has never been higher. You're listening to Coindesk's On Purpose with Tyrone Ross. An infrastructure, money movement, security. The wealth management space is not set up to deal with the client of the future. And man, is that an incredible opportunity. A licensed investment advisor and powerful storyteller. Tyrone has a passion for digital assets and their ability to disrupt our current way of life. How do I protect myself? How do I protect my firm? How do I protect my clients? This show is for advisors by advisors. Advise on purpose in the arising realm of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. And now, Tyrone Ross. All right, welcome back to another episode of the On Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, Tyrone Ross. I keep telling you guys, I keep coming and coming with the big guests. I have today with me, Tejas Nalval, co-founder and CIO of Paratax's Capital. How are you, sir? Good, good. Thanks, Tyrone. Happy to be here. Awesome. Lots to cover. You and I met, it, it, it probably feels like five years ago, but I know we were talking uh, a few years ago met through LinkedIn and kind of had the crypto connection, really I'm intrigued at what you all are doing. We met because I was, everyone knows, panting and ranting about financial advisors getting them access to crypto. So you took an interest there. But so many ways to start the conversation, but we definitely want to start with you, your background, where you're based. Tell us a little bit about the firm and we'll go from there. Sure, sure. I think the other thing we have in common, we both grew up in the same area, um, yes. in Central Jersey. So. Yeah. Big shout out to Middle shout to, shout to Central Jersey. Absolutely. <laughs> 732. <laughs> Gotta do it. So uh, my background, I spent uh, most of my early life in TradFi. I was an equity trader at Goldman Sachs for about a decade. I, I was on a trading desk that handled a lot of the index rebalances for you know some of the, the largest mutual funds and sovereign wealth funds and endowments. So learned a lot at Goldman. It's a place with a lot of smart people, a lot, a lot of great technology, and I'm very grateful for my time there. It, it just so happens in 2012, I learned about this thing called Bitcoin. There were some of my colleagues were, were talking about it. They were mining it. They were trading it in their, in their personal times. And Bitcoin at the time was trading at around $200. So it's kind of wild to see you know, what, what, it's, what it's doing now. But I invested a little bit by myself traded the space personally for a number of years. What I saw was an, an ecosystem that looked and felt like, I guess, early 80s Wall Street being architected. There were exchanges, there were brokers, there were lenders, folks were building algorithms, but it, it was essentially still the Wild West. As a trader, seeing an asset class as inefficient as, as crypto was and continues to be, um, it's just super appealing. So I decided to make a career out of it. And um, in 2017, I joined a company called the Element Group. They were at the time, one of the first merchant banks in the crypto space. And this is in the 2016-2017 ICO boom. They had a very strong advisory business and they hired me to effectively build and launch a hedge fund, which is what I did. I learned about the fund management space. I learned about how to structure a hedge fund. The uh, strategy I was running uh, was more fundamentally driven. It was long short. It was looking for 
different arbitrage opportunities in the lending market. And, and it worked exceptionally well in 2017 and even in 2018. And I managed to port that strategy over to another crypto hedge fund and traded a book of business for them for about a year before leaving to launch Paratax's Capital with my partner, Ed Chin, who I met at the Element Group. He was running the advisory side of the business. And you know there was a quasi-Chinese wall between the two of us, but you know, we both are about the same age. We both wanted to do something in the space for many years. And um, the timing was right at the end of 2019. And uh, we put pen to paper and spent the better part of Q1 and Q2 2020 when the entire world was under lockdown. We spent that time structuring the company and raising a small seed uh, amount of money and, and getting our, our first fund launched of, of June 2020 of that year. You know, fast forward, uh, yeah, the team itself has grown. The team is uh, a team of seven. We're more or less spread out across uh, the Northeast. Uh, we have some. We have a presence in on the West Coast. We have a presence in Asia. We have two funds right now under our belt. We're launching a third fund uh, next month, and so we're growing and we're super excited about the, uh, the industry we're in. Awesome. So you, like myself, left the traditional finance space. And so the intrigue here, and I think that's what makes crypto so fascinating to me. It's not like it's just a bunch of DGENs in a basement somewhere coding. There's, there's, it's attracting the best talent in the world as folks see the opportunity here to build the future. I want to get into the actual, you know, Paratax is the company. I read the quarterly letter you sent me. It was phenomenal. A couple of things to dig in there, but we'll get to that. So tell us a little bit about the strategy, about what your goal is and Obviously, so the performance has been fantastic. So talk a little bit about, about that, the strategy, and what you're seeing as the CIO moving forward. So our, our, our main fund, uh, it's our flagship fund, the first fund we launched in June of 2020. It's a multi-strategy fund. It's actively managed. It is liquid. We launched that fund for two reasons. We observed two constraints with fund managers in the crypto space at the time. One was the inability to scale and still remain liquid, which we thought was important from an investor standpoint. Two, we recognize that crypto itself as an asset class, it's inefficient, you know, it's still very nascent and it's changing because there are new players that enter the space every single day. The market structure continues to get stronger, it evolves. So what we observed was a strategy that may have worked in the past because there were some arbitrage opportunity it may not necessarily work in the future because the market has changed. We think the crypto markets itself evolve every six to 12 months. And so as a fund manager, the ability to evolve with the market and to deploy capital to an arbitrage opportunity or, or investment return that is relevant is important. If you're a single strategy fund manager and you rely on historical events to repeat itself, oftentimes it doesn't in crypto. And so we just didn't want to have that problem. So mm -hmm. hence, we chose a, a multi-strategy fund. We really target three sources of returns. One is just overall trend following, both uh, directional and uh, relative value trends. And, uh, and this is the portion of our book that's uh, very, very liquid. We tend to trade really the top 20 names by market cap only because they are the most liquid. There is a lending market that allows us to go short at times. And the market depth is there and we can put on some meaningful size on this portion of the book. So that's the first source of return. The second source of return is really fundamental value and growth. What we observed in this market cycle is that there is real value being created you know, in DeFi and gaming across different layer one chains. 
which is very different than the ICO uh, bubble of 2016, 2017, which was largely just speculative, right? People were yeah. putting money into you know a project they thought could generate value, but we're actually seeing real value generated. And that's a dynamic that'll persist. So we target that, that source of return. And then the third source of return is really anything that's market neutral, anything that's yield generating. And so we can be tactical and we are tactical with where we're deploying capital across the space. You know, in, in a secular bull market, we'll tend to overweight the portion of our fund that can uh, generate the most returns from that type of market. In a bear market, we'll do the same. Our goal numerically is to capture at least 80% of the upside in a, in a bull market and really avoid at least 50% of the downside in a, in a bear market and really just compound returns from there. And in our view, if we can do this successfully over the course of several years, we will always outperform a pure buy and hold approach. And we think that's a dynamic that just makes sense for certain types of investors out there. Join us at Coindesk's Consensus 2022. The festival for the decentralized world is happening this June 9th through the 12th in Austin, Texas. This is the largest and longest running event showcasing and celebrating all sides of the blockchain, crypto ecosystems, Web3 and the metaverse. It's designed for crypto newbies, investors, entrepreneurs, developers, and creators. Use the code ONPURPOSE15 to get 15% off your pass. Visit coindesk.com forward slash consensus 2022. Awesome. So a couple of things here, because again, this podcast is for advisors to, to learn and get access. It'd be great to ask you what the valuation metrics are, right? How do you value these things, right? That's what advisors are trying to figure out, especially the CIOs of RA. I get asked that all the time. Tyrone, how do you value these things? And the other thing, if you could pair that with, because I want to get your perspective on overall market as well. But if you could pair that with as well, like what's your benchmark? What are you putting yourself up against to determine your performance and obviously, you know, promote that to um, investors, GPs and LPs and everyone else? There really is no perfect benchmark. We found it easier just to compare our returns to a pure buy and hold of Bitcoin. An index approach doesn't make sense yet in the crypto markets. You know, a market cap weighted index, it's not really a, a, a great benchmark because some investors are looking at how an active fund does versus Bitcoin. Some investors are looking at it versus just a 50-50 Bitcoin and Ethereum mm -hmm. split. You know, some investors even look at us you know, relative to other emerging fund managers and other asset classes, which is actually probably the, the better benchmark, especially for institutions and, and, and RIAs that may have exposure across multiple assets. Regards to valuation, there's a few ways you can do that. There are platforms in the space and, and protocols, especially in DeFi, that generate cash flows. And those cash flows, they're public information. They could be modeled. And just like one would look at net interest margin and look at earnings of, of a Wells Fargo stock and value you know, what Wells Fargo stock should be in the future and really derive a view on that, you know, we can do the same thing with a platform like MakerDAO, for instance, which generates cash flows. We, we understand how the DAO makes decisions. We get involved in the governance itself to really understand where the future is for like Maker. Uh, Maker's evolving to not just take in Ethereum as collateral and crypto as collateral, but real world assets. So the applications for a borrowing and lending platform like MakerDAO is uh, an order of magnitude larger than a very speculative DeFi play. But that's value that could be modeled. 
we can support that with real numbers. And we've done that with our investors. And then there are, if you look at a, something like Bitcoin itself, it's a very different you know, valuation model. Um, you know, we, we tend to view Bitcoin as purely a, an alternative to gold. And it's a narrative that I think will, will make more sense for a younger generation that's grown up uh, in the internet age and has grown up interacting with financial markets digitally. And so the ability to buy and sell Bitcoin on an app of some sort will make sense for them when they're constructing their portfolios at a time when, they're, when their earnings power goes up and they're actually building a, a, an investment portfolio. So we think that's a narrative that will grow. And so all we have to do to value Bitcoin is look at what gold market cap is or what gold's financial cap is and take a percentage of that and assign some growth factor to it. But that's a very different valuation methodology than you know, something that has fundamental cash flows. Ah, uh, cash flows. See, that's what they want to hear. They want to hear cash flows, right? But then you take them to MakerDAO and their heads explode. <laughs> no, I've been telling my maker for a long time. So now that whole thing, I always try and look for these little ways to explain to institutional folks and wealth managers and asset managers why crypto is different. And you said something there to me that was very profound. You talked about MakerDAO, which I was excited to see in the quarterly letter, also near protocol as well. Like you actually, I've been hearing about near, but now you got me like really digging in. But you said something that I think is, is so profound is MakerDAO, you're involved in the government, right? Like you're actually involved in it. Like when has that ever happened before from a fund, like really getting involved like that? I think that's what makes this so exciting and interesting is that by actually holding the asset now, you can get involved in the governance of a DAO and what that looks like moving forward. You also teach investors about governance because the governance for certain protocols and things are different, right, as well. So any thoughts on that? I, but I just think that's so profound because that's clearly something you could have never done before, but crypto assets allow that to happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the one thing we really try to articulate is that the crypto markets, in our view, are, are the most transparent and the, the freest market and the purest sense of a market. Information um, is public. You just need to know where to look and how to look. The, mm -hmm. the MakerDAO, the governance calls, anyone can listen in. Anyone can log into a Discord channel and interact with developers, interact with the community. So it's very dissimilar to other asset classes where information tends to live and breathe with you know behind closed doors. And the market itself is pure because there's no times when it's closed. It is a 24-7 marketplace. So, you know, unlike other asset classes where the markets can close and, you know, if, if there's a large participant that has been squeezed out because they were short a, a, a contract on, on some European metals exchange, that doesn't happen in crypto. So in our mind, because information is fully public and because the markets are running 24-7 without really any systemic failures, it, it is a very different asset class and it's, it's super exciting for us. I think our value as a, as a fund manager is that we do get involved in these governance panels and we're not just providing an indexed uh, approach to crypto, we're driving value and uh, which is, you know, at the end of the day, for us as a fiduciary, that's what we have to do for our, our LPs. Awesome. So let's dig a little bit into how, you know, Paratax is looking at the markets right now. How are you guys looking at what's going on here? Overall, there's been a lot of regulatory overhang, obviously. There's been obviously a, a sell-off and the market's trying to come back a bit recently. 
But what is your overall view on the markets? What are you keeping an eye on that you think folks should know about? Sure, sure. So I think the crypto markets have had to deal with one black swan event after the other since really December of last year. All else equal, has you know, it's performed exceptionally well. I'll use Bitcoin as a proxy. You know, Bitcoin's outperformed equities you know, pretty meaningfully last quarter. In the face of a conflict in Europe, it's in the face of a hawkish Fed. I think the markets have responded exceptionally strong. Volatility is really a feature for crypto. You're, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're talking about an asset class that is capable of producing parabolic returns. You just don't get that without some volatility. You're seeing more controlled volatility, which is good versus you know, when I got into the space, things were a bit more of the Wild West. So our view is a lot of the leverage that was in this system, maybe at the end of last year, got squeezed out. Markets right now are responding a lot more favorably, given all of the noise that's happening in the macro world. As a result, you, there are probably a number of large uh, traditional macro investors that are observing this and, and likely going to be allocating to the space in large sizes over the next 12 months. You know, there's a narrative you know, that's perpetuated by, my, by folks in, in, in my seat that institutions are coming you know, and something that you know, people have been talking about for the past couple of years. And in our mind, they've been, institutions have been looking at the space for a number of years. And you know, I know this for a fact, but you know, there are institutions that are now deploying across beyond just venture funds. They're deploying into actively managed hedge funds. Uh, like us, they're deploying into a host of liquid strategies because crypto by itself is new asset class and just a pure buy and hold approach sometimes is, isn't the most optimal way to get exposure. And like, you know, we're talking about DeFi, there's a lot of yield opportunities within DeFi that are super exciting for someone that has a traditional bond portfolio or someone that has a large cash position and needs to put excess cash to work. And that's why we're launching a market neutral fund, which is purely going to be focused on, on generating yield. We'll be launching that this quarter to solve that problem. And it's, you know, you speak to different investors and it, it solves a different problem for every investor, but it's clear that there's a need for, for yield. There's a need for um, an alternative to just IG bonds. There's a need, you know, to deploy cash and just earn a yield and, and, and beat inflation. So we aim to do that with this fund. Awesome. And I'm sure advisors' ears just went up because they're getting 0.03% with custody and get Schwab and Fidelity. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll make sure they get your information in a minute. Before we get to that, though, anything that worries you? Do you have any concerns or do you feel like there's another black swan out there that folks aren't concerned about or that you see that folks really aren't given enough credence? Yes. So I think the crypto markets in my mind it's still an inefficient asset, which is good news for a hedge fund like us, because that's really where we can add a lot of value. But because it's inefficient, it's almost still learning to price in news that it hasn't seen before. So I think what we saw with Russia and Ukraine, the crypto markets haven't in its 10-year history of, of, of real tradable volume, hadn't seen something like that. And it, and it took a while for that information to get priced in. I, I think something we're paying close attention to is you know how it reacts and and how market participants react and view bitcoin and you know the broader crypto markets in a world where rates go up or in a world where we do in, in fact incur a recession my view we will slowly drive more money into the crypto markets over time because of of just the innovation that's happening it may not happen in the short term it may take a bit longer than than normal as the world is uh, evolving all right. So again, I think, you know, we're, we're coming up on time here, but I think everyone notices now 
why I was so intrigued with our first conversation. You're absolutely brilliant. For folks that are out there listening that want to get in touch with you, want to learn more about the firm, how do they do that? Give us the uh, shill us some info so we could reach out to you and ping you with questions. Sure, sure. So the easiest thing to do is uh, we have a couple of email addresses. So info at paratoxis.io. It's on our website is the easiest thing to do. So if it's related to an investment in one of our funds, we're happy to uh, really drive the conversations accordingly. Yeah, info paratoxis.io. I can be reached at, it's my first name at, at paratoxis.io. So you know, please reach out accordingly. Awesome. Yeah. And, and that's the, it's the website as well. Just parataxis.io. Folks want to go to the website. Yep. www.parataxis.io. Okay. And I'm assuming we'll see you at consensus in Austin or what you guys bringing the crew down or what? We'll have a presence there. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, that leads me into promoting on this end. So as you all know, June 9th through 12th, Austin, Texas consensus be there or be square, right? As they used to say, corny, but true. Be there. Everybody's going to be there. Also, the Crypto 4 Advisors newsletter. Sign up for the newsletter. So many good pieces going out that I continue to see. I got to get into my writing bag. I got to start writing more, but I just prefer to get on here and talk to y'all. And lastly, as always, if you found any value in this episode at all, run over to nokidhungry.org. Help me help Parataxis, help Coindesk cure child hunger in this country. There's no reason children should be hungry in this country. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you as always. We'll see you guys on the next one. Be well. You've been listening to On Purpose with Tyrone Ross and guest Tejas Naval. Today's show was produced and edited by Michelle Mousseau with additional production support from Eleanor Paul. Our theme song is Walk With Swag. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. So please reach out to us at podcasts at coindesk.com, subject line, on purpose, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening.